Welcome to episode 11 of Matter of Opinion Podcast. Today, Wyatt and I will be discussing NBA playoffs, the things that are going on right now, and we're going to have a great interview today with a good friend from high school I had who was a freak of a basketball player. Yeah, and then before we get into anything, we've got some exciting news here at Matter of Opinion. We have partnered with The Barden, which if you guys don't know, they are a beard and facial hair care company. Um, they have products such as beard balm, beer butter, beard oil, beard shampoo. Um, for those of our viewers who like keeping their beard luscious and soft, let me tell you from firsthand experience, this stuff will make your beard instantly softer and my oh my does it make it smell good. Yeah, so if you love yourself, buy this shit. If you uh, just genuinely hate your beards or if you can't grow one, then um, still buy it because then you're going to need it. But yeah. And no. don't, don't forget to use discount code MOO no. when you check out for 10% off your purchase. Well said, well said. Um, might as well just get right into it. Basketball playoffs. Uh, everything's kind of been going as expected. You know, uh, top seeds are winning. But one, there's two series I want to talk about. Uh, the first being the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, without Simmons, we all expected the, the Celtics to win. But man, the, Sim- the, the 76ers look like a complete shit show right now. They've just been faltering hard. And I think this really shows how much they relied on Jimmy last year. And I think this is when we're really seeing what the loss of Jimmy Butler is doing to the 76ers. Yeah, and you know Simmons also being a primary facilitator on that team, and you're going to have to rely on below-average players to make up for that. And Embiid is at times looking like himself, but other times he's just not being used properly in the right way in that Brett Brown system. But no, like you, well, it's well said, right? Without Butler, they're not the same team, and without Simmons, they're not even remotely close. But yeah, Celtics in four, that doesn't look like a promising series at all. But the other series, you know, up until now that's been incredibly to watch is the Dallas Mavericks against the LA Clippers. Yeah, I mean, full out, just straight offense in that series. And first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to whoever, anyone out there who picked, pulled the Mavericks and the Jazz on game one parlay. That would have been a fat payout. Yeah, no. Um, man, like, they were looking good. It, was, it looked great. And now, what, Doncic looks like he's going to miss the Don, next game. I think Doncic is probably done. That yeah. ankle did not look good. Yeah. And, you know, he obviously is their best player on that team. But the, the things he does for that team and the team's morale is just incredible. And, you know, it, they, I wouldn't be surprised now if the Clippers won three straight and or two straight and it just ended the series. So Oh, not at all. But I, I think the – how the Mavericks have shown in this series, I think, instills a lot of confidence for this team down the road. Like, they got massive potential. No, one thing to note, too, is the um, if you're, you know, we'll just throw Bradley Beal out there. If you're Bradley Beal and you're watching this series and you're thinking, you know what, if I'm sick of Washington, do, do I want to go play for the Mavericks? How would I feel about joining that team? But, man, like, like you'd said, right, they're a very interesting team and they have the they have the possibility of gaining a third star. And, you know, that's a team that's, you know, you got to watch out for because, they're, they're, man, they're good. They're a good ball team. Yeah, and they got a great owner. Oh, who, some some say the best owner in the NBA. Yeah, so, and, like, 
the uh, they got their own private jet. I think they might be the only NBA team that actually has their own plane, kind of like the uh, the Patriots of the NBA. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it it I don't think it can be stated enough how influential having a great owner can be in attracting players. Yeah, it's it's very different in terms of like um, the professional sports too, because like. Yeah, look, like you'd said, right? Having such a support system like that, and a guy that's you know backing the players, and he's he's very public too. He's very he's very for the players, and he he publicly will do whatever he can to help them. So I mean, that's that's very. Why wouldn't you want to go play for him, kind of thing, right? So it's it's you just love to see that. Yeah. Hey, he might only have four years left before he runs for president. So <laughs> hot take. I like that. Um, yeah. So. Keeping with the theme of today's episode, uh, we have a great interview for everyone today. Um, might as well just kick it over to Othniel. He was a stud at Bill Crothers Secondary School, and then he decided to go out west and was a stud again at SFU. And super pumped to have on today, Othniel Spence. Buddy, hey. awesome. Good to hear from hey. you. How you doing? How you doing? Um, we are chatting a little bit before, but Othniel, let's, um, let's get right into this. Uh, you know, we met instantly bonded at Bill Crothers when you were in gym class together. And, you know, first interaction with you was probably one of the best blocks I've ever seen in a pickup basketball game. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. But um, just for the context for our listeners is I was coming down the wing. I remember this like it happened yesterday. I was coming down the wing, similar to what LeBron did to Iguodala in the, <laughs> in the playoffs. Oh Othniel saw my five foot five ass. 120 pounds and knew he was gonna catch me and embarrass me and then he <laughs> caught up behind me and just blocked me so hard just the defeat on my face but no no nah, we were we were good friends from the start buddy i'm super pumped to have you on yeah it's great to be here i appreciate you guys <laughs> having me on here was that in like grade nine i swear that was in like that must have been like what like mr martyr's class or something like yeah that. something like that yeah i did, i remember that in like vividly like it happened yesterday but <laughs> pretty jokes pretty jokes um yeah let's let's kind of talk about that prep team um you know being a hockey player I didn't really know too much about that but I just I knew you were part of that team and why don't you just kind of explain like is that in terms of the quality is that like kind of like orange little prep it's uh, yeah. just, I'll have you speak on it yeah so um the Bill Crothers prep team um back in the day um, when we were in high school, basically it was on the same level as Orangeville Prep. We played in the same league. Um, and so basically there was like your region that you would play at. And if you won your region, you play at OFSA. But with the prep, um, the prep league, it didn't have um, OFSA. We didn't play against York region teams. Um, so we played against schools that cons- or teams that considered themselves prep, which means like preparatory for university. And so it was, it was like, it was a great experience because we were playing against some like high level guys. Like I played against Jamal Murray, playing against Jason, Jalen Poyser, Thon Maker, Mature Maker, um, Ignis, who was playing at Michigan, um, Javon Blair, like all these different dudes, um, studs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Studs. studs. (laughs) Just studs across the board. It's just like, oh, you're going to have an easy game. You could just drop 20. Absolutely not. You're playing against whoever. Like I played – the best player I played against was Donovan Mitchell. Oh, my Ooh. God, dude. 
<laughs> did you ever did you line up against him thinking okay well we both think that knowing you you're an animal you're thinking i'm gonna take this guy down but was part of you just like this guy's fucking nba bound like what am i gonna do against him well like the craziest part about i feel like the craziest part about um that game actually was like when i lined up against like donovan mitchell i was like this boy is like this dude is like six six. <laughs> he's like six five, or he's like he's either like six four or six six. Between Imagine that, if I lined up against him, <laughs> man, yo, Jack, like, like this dude's like six six, at least six six, or whatever, six four, six six five. Um, and he's just like built, like he's just built. I'm here, I'm standing like six feet, pretty skinny. Not even gonna lie, like I wasn't the craziest size back in high school, so. I'm seeing this guy in warmups and no word of a lie. This guy is doing what he does in the NBA. In warm-ups. Like he is. <laughs> oh he, my God. During warmups, he's having his own dunk contest. Like it's just <laughs> one of those like him and like all the other, like some of the other players on Brewster are literally throwing the ball off the wall, <laughs> letting it bounce. He's catching it and he's windmilling. He's catching oh he's between the legs. Like he's doing all these things I'm, in the game. I didn't even see him shoot. He just dunked. Like, <laughs> like this dude is just doing straight layups, mid maybe mid range, and just dunking, dunking, dunking. So like when I saw him at um at university and going into the NBA, I didn't know he was that nice of a shooter. So it was yeah, that was definitely probably the hardest game or the um the hardest player like I've ever had to play against or guard. So. So were you guys playing in, like, uh, some of the U.S., like, prep school tournaments? Like the Vegas yeah. one? And... Um, yeah, so I think you might be referring to the AAU uh, circuit yeah. in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, during the school year, the prep team plays, like, in, at Bill Crothers at least. We would go to, like, New Jersey um, or Michigan, and we would play – we would just play, like, uh prep prep teams over there um so typically we weren't the furthest we went down was probably like north carolina so okay yeah so we played like um actually john wall's high school so john wall wasn't there thank god but (laughs) (laughs) but uh on the end of one of those highlight (laughs) you guys see me on ball's life (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah definitely uh yeah so the the furthest we went down was like north carolina but um why you're referring to the aau circuit so that happens in the summer so there's there's like prep and then there's like club so like okay yeah quote unquote would be considered club um so yeah, in the summers, dudes like join teams and and wherever they are, and they travel down to like different, um, different tournaments. And if your team is sponsored by a certain, you know, a certain brand, then you might be entered into like the Adidas tournament, for instance. Like for me, I played for Canada Elite, and they were sponsored by Under Armour, and so we were in this Under Armour circuit. Fucking rights, you did. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just pass over that, Othniel. Just casually. Just, just casually yeah so like we were sponsored by under armor no bro like <laughs> that's how it was that's how it was we just that's cool yeah so we played in like the under armor league and so like that was dope bro during high school that was dope because we were playing against like all these dudes were were all ncaa bound like you're playing against really solid competition um 
but yeah, I don't like know the, how much the... like free swag you got hooked up with being sponsored by. Oh, <laughs> bro! Like I would say, I would say, um, let's just say, like, yeah, you don't. You don't, <laughs> yeah. I, don't yeah. I don't want to disclose anything. I don't want to disclose anything, but yeah, let's just say t-shirts, shorts, pants, under like. Compressions, shoes, shoes, shoes. Um, <laughs> the more yeah. your team wins, the more your team wins, the more like stuff your your program kind of gets in a sense. Like it's not like um, NCAA like guidelines that it breaks. It's just like your team wins, like your team gets more shoes, like yeah. stuff like that. So like yeah, we got shoes and like just a bunch of bags, and like I just remember. I don't think I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't remember ever paying for like travel for for travel for playing for anything for joining the team it was just like yeah and like there was like other teams within like the program that would like kind of like fundraise like the younger ages and stuff like that they would fundraise and honestly bro i don't i don't know man (laughs) i don't know i just remember not paying a cent so i was i was i was kicking it bro i was i was grateful you know so so with playing in all these different leagues and obviously you getting a lot of exposure did you ever like talk to or did you ever see like you know like the unc or the dukes or just whatever in the stands did you ever have like a like a d1 sniff um i think i had a i had a couple sniffs um d1 so i had saint bonaventure um which was in new i think it's in new york um or in that area um i had saint bonaventure and i had uh, north carolina central Ooh, that's cool. That's cool. And so those two schools were interested in me throughout my high school years. Um, and the I don't know, like I did, I didn't really see I when I was in my games, I saw maybe like a like a couple high majors. So I saw like Georgetown. Um, I saw Georgetown. I saw Syrac. I think I saw Syracuse. Um, and. I think like a mid-major that actually visited Bill Crothers. So Jack, I don't even know if you know this, but like when I was on the prep team, there were so many like schools that would like scouts that would come through to our gym to watch us practice. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So like there would be like coach would like hit us up before practice and be like, yeah, so Hawaii's coming to the gym today. And we're just like, hmm? like Hawaii. Like, <laughs> yeah there's like a scout from hawaii who's who's coming here trying to recruit some players and so like it was always like everyone was just busting their ass just trying to trying to get some look you know what i mean trying to get some some person to talk to them so yeah i mean that's that's pretty interesting so i know with hockey like obviously i wasn't half the athlete as you were but mm. um hockey it's a lot more like like uh visits in terms of like um like games and tournaments and stuff but like people would actually come to your practices and like scale you off that how you're competing against your teammates yeah yeah so our coach would like reach out um to some of like the recruiters that would come into town um as well they would like express interest in some of the players on our team so like for instance we had um trey trey bell haynes oh yeah Trey trey was highly recruited um by vermont and Vermont was interested in him, but there was also like other, um, there were other, other scouts that were, that were there, um, interested in like Rashawn. So Rashawn was picked up by New Mexico state. Um, and then Deandre was picked up by North Florida. 
Um, and they all came to our gym. I remember, I remember the North Florida coach actually, yeah, coming into the gym. He just missed out on you, eh? Just didn't realize. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. they didn't want. Yeah. yeah mistake there. <laughs> mistake there. In, in, in <laughs> basketball, like in the basketball world, uh, I'm. I would say I'm an average athlete, but <laughs> yeah, outside of that, like, like I'm six feet. Like I'm. I'm pretty athletic. Like I can fly through the lane. I can dunk. But like. You know, you got guys who are like six four doing the exact same thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just yeah. I didn't I didn't get as many looks um, from those scouts, but I got my decent my I got my share. You know, I got yeah. my share. No, unfortunately for sure. though, yeah, unfortunately I like I got injured in my grade twelve year. Um, uh, Jack, you remember me on crutches? Like I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was I was injured. I broke my fifth metatarsal and I needed surgery, so I had to. I had to sit out for a year, so it kind of sucked. But we know how in Ontario you got you can take a fifth year. Yep. So so yeah, I did that. I did that, and I came back in February. I was clear to play in February, and the basketball season ends in March. So I was like, just yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally just just scraping, scraping for a for a scholarship, something, um, and. I got I got a I got a scholarship offer from Queens and Simon Fraser University SFU, so I was like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to Do I want to go to like you know Kitchener, and, and hoop, or do I want to go to like Vancouver hoop for SFU who actually play who plays in the NCAA, you know? And I was like, man, I want to I want to take it. I want to take the shot, you know? Yeah. How was how was that in terms of you know you're talking to those D one teams and you go from talking to those guys to getting injured to SFU. Like how, how is that not only like just like on yourself? I know you're being an incredibly mentally strong guy, but that must've been a lot to go through in terms of just, you could see almost your career and everything like shit. Like this is like, what am I going to do here? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like, like it was like sand was like seeping through my hands. Like it literally looked like I was just like losing the moment where I was like sitting there and I couldn't do anything about it. Um, and it was definitely like very hard for me mentally to like get over that hump of like, you know, everything's going to be all right. And, um, for me, at least like I'm a man of faith, so I'm a Christian. And so I really like involve like God within my life. Um, and so like having that foundation, um, and saying that, you know, like I'm grounded in, in the Lord, I'm grounded in my faith instead of this sport, because this sport can be taken away from me at any second and so for me i was just i was just trying my best to um develop that relationship further um with god because that was the only thing that was getting me through bro to be honest that was the only thing that was getting me through because i would go in to practice like days in days out and watch practice and then you know i would take my anger out in the weight room and then, <laughs> and then you, like i don't i don't got anything else to do bro i'm, I'm here yeah. on a, i'm like walk in a walking boot like got nothing else to do can't hoop you know can only do so much and so for me it was just developing that relationship um and just trusting god that things were going to be all right and in the end like things things worked out like like was sfu going to be my first choice if i wasn't injured no but um, definitely grateful um, for the experience because it was it was humbling. It was humbling for sure. 
yeah, already incredibly humble guy. But yeah, that's well said, Othnia, well said. Um, let's just kind of talk. I want to transition to your SFU experience in terms of like the traveling, right? So uh, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but you, you're traveling to Alaska, Hawaii, Seattle, California. We're like, were you living like that, ex- that typical like crazy experience of like flying around or was it like long ass bus trips? Uh, just, just tell us about like that whole experience. Man, um, I remember my first year and we traveled to Alaska. Honestly, I thought it was a joke. I thought like, <laughs> I thought um, when the season like started, like I was like, oh, we're not like, we're going to Alaska for real. They're like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I, I didn't know what the heck to expect um, in Alaska, but we, we touched down and it's what you expect. Ice. <laughs> man Snow. i describe alaska as it's vancouver with icebergs that's what yeah. it is yeah pretty much pretty much and it was so weird it was so weird because in like we would fly to two places we would fly to alaska fairbanks and alaska anchorage and so like for me we were in we were in alaska fairbanks first and that's like northern alaska um it's about two hours from for, or an hour from Anchorage and you can't, it, it was just like, I remember just putting in, putting in my phone, like, Oh, I wonder where the North pole is. <laughs> <laughs> bro, like it was just a random thought. I was it's like, right there. It's right there, bro. It's like, we're, we're driving past signs that say North pole. I was like, no, this, this can't be real. Like I'm built different, but I'm not built for this. No, <laughs> like, I was like, nah, we ain't going to no damn North Pole. Screw that. <laughs> Screw that. But yeah, I remember just, um, my coach was like, yeah, so like you guys got to bring your winter jackets and stuff, <laughs> bro. For me, I had my winter jacket, but I was like, yo, this is not warm enough. So I snuck into like the 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 equipment desk. Like I snuck into the equipment desk because I was like friends with some of the staff members there, and I literally just took one of the giant parkas that <laughs> that like the soccer team uses when they yeah, travel. Those are the city. best jackets. Yo, man, still in my closet to this day, to this day. <laughs> bro. I was like, yo, this like I I needed one of those, bro. Like it was it was brisk. It was brisk, but um, yeah, I knew it was different. Cause like cars, when you park your car and like you, you leave it overnight, like you have to plug it in. Yep. It's too damn cold, man. It's too cold. <laughs> it's like too the battery cold. will freeze. Like you have to plug it in. I'm like, no, no. Get my ass back on the plane, please. <laughs> so but, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah. So that was like Alaska, but like other places were pretty dope, man. I remember um, we flew to San Diego um for preseason and san diego was just like san diego was obviously it's just beautiful place um we had time on the beach um and it was it was crazy because like i have a there's like one of these like stories that like um actually you know what yeah i'll tell it i don't care (laughs) of course of course of course Bro, I'm off the team now. I don't. I don't got anything else to say. Bro, there was this. There was this one time. Um, we were in San Diego, and for the last night before we like left, the guys, like some of the guys, went across the border to Tijuana, like Mexico. Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro. 
I'm not naming names, bro, but I'm just saying, like, the way <laughs> the way they, they said, like, hey, like, we got an Uber. It's 30 minutes to the border, and we're going to go to Tijuana, which is probably one of the most dangerous places in Mexico, and we're going to go to the club district. I'm here, like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I feel like I'm everything's like, to go wrong. <laughs> I'm like, guys, like... I love you guys and I, I want to do it, but there's no chance I'm crossing the border without telling anyone going to a place I don't know where I could possibly be robbed or kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, you can no see one... the headline, SFU basketball <laughs> team disappears. <laughs> SFU basketball players being held hostage in Tijuana. <laughs> they're, they're requesting $100,000. <laughs> Like, bro, I was like, you know, if you guys get in trouble, like, by the police over there, you're not coming back. Like, like I was, I was, for me, at least, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going over there. But I had to stay up because, like, these guys, like, they went out. And I stayed up because, like, I'm that good teammate. I'm that yeah, good friend. Man. I'm like, yeah, man, if you guys get in trouble, like, I'm going to have to come over there and, like, somehow defuse the situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> either that or I have to pick you up from the border. And bro, like it was, it was just too much. That's a mess. But um, other places, like we went to Hawaii. Hawaii was lit. Um, we went to Hawaii for Christmas break. Oh, uh, yeah, we had a tournament over there. That was crazy, bro. Because we played in that tournament. That was like three days, and that it, it was probably like the hottest gym I've ever played in. Like air conditioning is not a thing. <laughs> oh, no, we were, not at all. Burning. <laughs> just burning bro it was so it was so hot that the floor had condensation so man like people were just slipping on the floor <laughs> people going up for a layup and just wiping out literally literally like there was play like there was plays where like we had to like every like two minutes we would stop and like they would like wipe parts of the floor because it was just like soaked like all the players like during warm-ups all the players are just soaked in sweat like uh yeah but it was a great time the place, uh, Hawaii is a beautiful place. Like, um, we, our hotel was like right on the beach and I'm like, yeah, man, like it's literally, we play practice. We have a game. We're going straight to the beach. We're relaxing. Like it's living like pros living like pros. It's the way to be, but it was the craziest um... part, bro. Sorry. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, you, man, you're our guest. You speak. We're just here to listen. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. I'm just, I guess, I guess I just got to go off. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, no, the the craziest part was like, I asked myself the question, why didn't I go to Hawaii? Because the team that was playing in the tournament from Hawaii pulled up in mopeds. (laughs) They had team mopeds. (laughs) Like, imagine that. You're just like, oh, like okay guys we got practice let's all roll in our mopeds to the gym (laughs) okay guys we got a game like down the street all right i'll see you guys there let me just get my lime scooter and just like (laughs) i feel like having team mopeds is like one of those things where if you're on that team you might feel like an idiot but if you're off that team you're looking at that you're like that's sick yeah yeah it's one of those definitely one of those you feel like a fool but but like people are like, yo, man, that's so cool. And you're like, shut up. Like, <laughs> no, that's, oh man. Was, uh, was there any fun being had in Hawaii? Oh, of course, man. Um, <laughs> and it's Hawaii. There's like no laws in that state. There's, 
anarchy. Bro, anarchy. It's actually insane. Um, we on our last night, or yeah, our last night. Um, after our last game, we you know we all hung out, went to the club, went to a couple clubs out there. But, you know that's fun. Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy though. Nothing like San Diego, like nothing like Tijuana. But <laughs> you're running into the risk of getting trafficked. But no, okay, all right. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's good. Um, I want to transition a little bit. You had mentioned Alaska before, but one of the games in your senior year, um, you you went off. Uh, this game caught my eye. Uh, February eighth. You just tore up Alaska. You were 24 points, five for six from three, three assists, uh, you, one turnover, way to go, and three for three <laughs> from the free throw line. Um, were you just going into that game saying, you know what, I'm just going to torch them? Were you just hot and then you were running with the ball? Just kind of explain that one for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that game was at home, I'm pretty sure, and we were playing – um alaska fairbanks we were playing alaska fairbanks that game and so <clears throat> the craziest part about that game was we were playing um we were playing for playoff contention and for me like prepping for that game i just i was just going through like a lot of like my my typical reads like coming off of screens coming off of like stagger screens so stagger screens are just like two guys and uh, to typically like a, a, a wing and like a big man that set like a, a screen for you. Ooh, I'm glad from. you explained that to us. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to like <laughs> give this illustration for all my hockey, hockey fans players. out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. So it's just like you coming off a screen from like let's say from the corner. So from the corner going towards the top on the three point line. So like yeah. So like just like going through like different game reads, different game shots, situations like before even shoot around, I was. I was really like just prepped for that game. I really felt like I was prepared um, and I felt like in control. Like I really, I don't know, that game was just different because um, I felt like I was in control of a, a lot of things when it came, when the ball came into my hands. And yeah, like once I saw the first shot down, it's like, that's it's game over. Like for me, at least like once the first shot goes in, it's like, all right, like it's the get the seal is off. Like it's it's open season. Like I'm yeah, pulling. It's go time. Like I'm feeling it, kind of thing. Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I just remember that game. Um, I remember I was being the people that were guarding me weren't very good, like very good defenders. That's so. that's always gonna help. You're just looking <laughs> at them, just licking your lips. You're like, buddy, you don't even know what the fuck's going on. Tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, going to burn oh, you so bad. It's, <laughs> it's your time to shine. <laughs> it's it's your moment. <laughs> Yeah, for real. No, for real. But um, yeah, like that game was such a battle. We lost. We lost that game. You lost sucked. and you threw up a gem. <laughs> like, guys, what, what are you doing? What more do you want me to do? Yeah, I was. It was just. It was just a tough game, man. It was a tough game defensively. We we weren't on. We weren't on our like p's and q's. We weren't. We weren't doing too hot. But um, I know for myself, it was. Just like, <laughs> At least you look good. Yeah, you know, I just, I guess, but yeah, I just, I just remember just hitting. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> was there um, anyone you played with that you just instantly had like great on floor connection with? Um, yeah, yeah. So um, my first, actually, my my point guard was probably like my 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 best connection. So my point guard, Mike. Um, shout out, Mike. <laughs> shout out, Mike Provenzano. 
He's 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 my guy since day one. So uh, we came in actually in our first years together. Um, so uh, we played we played all four years together and had a great time. But it was like pretty dope because like we had this like connection or this chemistry where we would run the lanes or like he would he would bring up the ball and like I would be in transition like just like sprinting down and he just knows when to hit me he knows where to hit me he knows where I'm gonna be like I'm gonna if I'm in the corner like it's I'm it's the shots going in like that's my spot like corners are my spot like <laughs> if I'm on guard in the corner that's okay just go back on defense like it's one of those no that's but, awesome it's yeah. it's crazy how like having such a good connection like that can just even if you're in a rut, like you're even when you know like you have that guy that can find you whenever it may be, that's always a good thing to fall back on too. Yeah, yeah. It's super crucial in the game, especially when you want to get like your rhythm. Like when you want to you for for basketball players, like typically we want like our first make to be like the easiest make or to be an easy make. So it should be like an open shot or like a layup or whatever, but that like really sets up our rhythm. But like if we're like really rushed in our shot making or if we're really rushed in like our decisions um, and we don't feel comfortable, it's very hard to like find like, you know, that, that good solid ground where you can like, you know, really start uh, developing like your game or your shot during the game. So. Yeah, no. um, Okay. So based off that, so I know just typically like through, through watching basketball and analyzing like analytics and everything, different guys will have different fallbacks. So in terms of if they're off one night, right? So some guys will just shoot through it, right? They'll just keep relying on their shots saying, okay, eventually I'm going to get hot. Or they kind of transition to, you know what, today's not my game. I'm going to try and facilitate or I'm going to focus on defense. What's Mm kind of, what's kind of your position in like, if you're off one night, what do you do? Um, If I'm off, like for me, like my team looks to me for basically for scoring and defense. So like I do both. I'm I'm basically like a two way, two way player. And so um, for me, if I have like an off night, which I've had like off nights for sure, um, I typically look to like set up other players um, by distributing, by driving in the lanes, by creating more plays and also like just being a defensive stopper like if i know i'm not gonna have a good game or not excuse me i would never say that ever again but like if i know that like the game's not going well for me um like i'm gonna do i'm gonna put more effort on the defensive end and put more effort into like distributing that regard with that said though like i'm still gonna shoot the rock yeah you're still yeah 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 yeah, i'm still shooting the rock is there (laughs) no no, go go ahead. ahead Oh, no, I was just going to transition to another topic, but if you had something else to say, go for it. No, 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 you're good, you're good. Um, was there, so I know with hockey, there's sometimes times like you're playing against guys or you just, you know them, you read them, whatever it may be, but was there ever uh, an opposition or a team you're playing against where you're just like, they, they can't beat me, like I'm just going to take over and they got no chance? Man, um, I, would, I would have to say probably, um, probably like Central Washington. Um, Central Washington or Alaska Anchorage at at home. So like Alaska is a really hard place to play in for a lot of teams just because of like the time difference, the climate and like just like the setting of like of, you know, you're waking up at like 9 a.m. 
and it's still dark outside sometimes. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's like really <laughs> weird. It can really throw off you... players. <laughs> yeah. It could really throw off a player's game. So um, with that said, like I remember central Washington, like I typically like just hooped against them. Like I just hooped like those guys. <laughs> they had no the, chance. <laughs> there's, there is, there is like for me, at least like that was like, the games that I look forward to is like, I'm about to go off on these cats. Like it's about to be one of those um, just because of like their style of play. Like they're a really scrappy team, but like for them, they're undisciplined. And so for me, like I already know like the ins and sometimes the ins and outs of their offense or their defense. And so I just remember like that, those games were definitely dope. Like we played central Washington um, last year at their place. And I'm pretty sure I had like 18, I had like 18, seven boards, four assists, three steals. And I was just like, I was just going off. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Just dominated. (laughs) I was all over the place, man. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just that scatterplot. I'm just all over the place, man. That guy covering you probably cried himself to sleep last, that night too. No, they won. So he was, he was feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was pissed. I was pissed, man. That was, yeah. I notice a common trend here. You play great, and your team still loses. Hey, man, I'm don't I'm. There's nothing wrong with my game, and there's nothing that <laughs> nothing that brings my team down with my game. Just so you know, it's just our team went through a little bit of a, a rougher year this year. I would say, like we finished ninth in the conference, and it was like the top eight teams go to playoffs. So we didn't make playoffs this year, which sucked. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just like injuries. Um, players weren't playing well. Team chemistry was a little bit off. But it is what it is, man. It's just yeah, one of those years. It's, you know? It happens. Yeah. Um, no, I mean that's a tough bounce. It's especially you don't want to end out on that way either, right? I mean, yeah, your wish is to kind of go all the way. But I mean, ninth place, I guess, is better than tenth. So yeah, it's better than <laughs> ten or eleven or twelve. Exactly, exactly. Um, so kind of want to give the floor to you so the next thing i want to talk about is what you're doing off the court right now um i know i you've reached out to me and we've kind of discussed this in the past and i've gotten you know i've tried to help you along the way but you've become involved with the changing of uh the sfn sfu men's basketball team name and just why don't you know you're gonna you know way more than me about this so i'm just gonna give the floor to you (laughs) and then you kind of explain everything you've you've got involved with yeah. Okay. So basically, um, a little debrief. The SFU te- like the SFU team name for athletics is Clan, right? And so it originated as Klansmen, and then it was changed to Clan. And the origin of the name um, is Scottish, and it refers to a family or a close knit group. Um, and Imagine a student athlete trying to explain that every time they're in the airport in America. <laughs> yeah, that can't be easy. That's yeah. no, that's that's a bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to this American TSA agent who's asking me about, you know, my team and stuff, and he's like, Oh, what's your team name? And I'm like, Clan. He's like, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> like, are you kidding he's uh, like uh um you could go ahead you're 
<laughs> yeah, man. So it was definitely like, um, definitely a burden uh, for me, like throughout the years to like have this name with like my identity as like an SFU athlete or a SFU student. So um, in my second year, I went to my AD and I was like, hey, like, are you guys considering like changing the name? Because it's kind of conflicting for certain people, um, more especially like people of color, um, because the name can be somewhat like it could be triggering. It could it could yeah, traumatize sure. like yeah. folks. Um, and so she was saying like, oh, like um, we're thinking about changing it. We're considering it like we're going to do it with a rebrand. Um, and so this is like, this is like words I'm hearing and the rebrand happened in my going into my fourth year. So last year, last summer, SFU rebranded from, um, Adidas to Nike. They got a new logo and they got, they got a stadium that was being built. Now with all those three things, they didn't change the name. So like for me, I was like, yo, like. You guys just said you were gonna do it with yeah, the rebranding. Yeah, yeah, like you're <laughs> you're you're really frustrating me as a player because <laughs> you're putting me you're putting me in a in a point where it's like I don't even want to play here. <laughs> like I don't want to I don't want to play at SFU because they're named the clan. Like that's for me. That's like you know that's a lot. And I remember in my in my first year, um, my first NCAA game. Um, we were playing at Seattle Pacific and and a fan, a fan came up to our team as we were waiting, um, watching the a game ahead of us. And the fan was just talking to me and he was like, hey, like, uh, um, what's your team name? Or sorry, what, what school do you go to? And I'm like, oh, Simon Fraser University in uh, Vancouver, BC. He's like, oh, okay. Um, what's your team name? And we're like, oh, clan. Uh, and he's like, oh, we don't do that here. And so like, for me, like, you know, going into my first NCAA game, you know, I'm already like pretty nervous and, and all that jazz, you know, I'm just like, yeah, for sure. I want to play well and I want to ball out and I don't want to mess up. And now I have this dude who just said, we're not welcome in a sense. Um, like our team name is not welcome. And so for me, it kind of felt like, you know, everybody in the gym versus SFU, that was the climate. Like, it's like, no one's going to cheer for the clan because they're called the clan. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're laughing at this thing. Like, really? Like it's, it's 2020 yeah. thing. Yeah. So, um, over, over this summer, um, in about April, I had a meeting with the athletic director of the school and I, and I told her, I said, Hey, um, uh, I really think. Um, that with this social climate today, like we need to start making steps forwards towards um, supporting athletes of color, supporting student athletes who feel like my who are minorities who don't feel um, as welcome. And so we were talking about different things such as counselors, we we're talking about different policies, um, different opportunities, the implementation of like Black Black History Month, at SFU and then we were talking about the name change and she was like that is on my list I'm waiting for um, the next president to come in and so basically um, the current president <clears throat> um, I'm not going to say his name because 
I'm not on good terms with him. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the current president was saying that he didn't want to deal with the name change. He didn't want to like, um, he didn't want to change the name because basically like it's politics. Like you got donors and you got friends, you got relationships and those people like the name. And so for him, he was like, I don't want to deal with this. I want to leave it for the next president because this summer semester is his last semester as president. And so he'll be um, he'll be retiring and then the, ne- the next president will come in the fall. And so they were trying to wait till the fall to implement a name change. But let's be real, guys. You know how hard it is to change a, na- a school name during like the year? Like, oh, during, like it's so much harder when you've actually got the athletics going on. Yeah, so so I was just like, nah, bun that. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, that's not happening. And so me and my friend uh, Marie, like, we created this petition, um, basically like calling um, for SFU to change the name. And um, we got so many signatures. I think we got over eleven thousand signatures, and that was over like from April um till now and um i just remember um one day like a lot of people were signing there was a lot of like talk about like throughout like media like people on twitter and talking about like this name change at sfu some were for it some were against it and i just remember like getting a call from uh uh some uh, a dude on on tsn and he was like hey um I heard I heard about the name change and I heard like you're you're the like the guy that's forwarding it like you're the guy that's being the pioneer for it and I was like yeah and it's, that's me <laughs> he's like um, would you be available for like a call on like TSN radio so I'm like yeah sure so I, I do my interview on TSN radio um, and the next day I get calls from CTV from Global News News 180 like all these different like like newspaper articles, all these different um, media, like news, news media out like sources. And so for me, I'm like, yo, I'm literally sitting here on like one day from like 10 in the morning to like four at four in the afternoon, just like doing interviews and like sending emails. And like at the same time, like I'm balancing summer school and I'm just like, holy crap, like this is a lot. But um, yeah, just through that time, it was definitely tough. And I wrote this article on the Park Journal. I don't know if you guys have taken a taken a, a read, but it's like probably like the most like authentic piece of work I've done. Like in a sense where like I'm telling like the perspective of a student athlete of color um, that bears like the burden of having this name. And um, recently uh there's actually there actually there was there was uh recently during the summer there was a research group that was with that was giving a recommendation to the president for a name change and so all the president had to do was just sign on it and so as of last week i'm pretty sure the name has been changed like the name is actually retired oh wow that's incredible yeah man so awesome man way to go Osnio. Yeah, I was I was super amped, bro. That's like my because <laughs> honestly, it felt like that the whole basically the whole summer was working towards that. Like my all my energy was just invested into that, as well as like balancing summer school and finishing my last semester of undergrad. 
um, and still trying to like go pro, right? Like still trying to like go pro and train and stuff like that. Like, like this summer was definitely like the hardest summer I've gone through, but like def God definitely gave me like, you know, the strength to get through it and, um, really like create change and, you know, leave a legacy at SFU. So that was definitely something I'm like really proud of. Yeah. So then with that announcement coming down of the name being retired, are they going to allow the athletic population at, to SFU to have some input in the new name or have they said anything about the new name and when they'll uh, rebrand? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely um, they were saying the athletics department was saying that the SFU student athletes will have a say in the name chain in the name like the new name that will be coming. And they said the new name should be implemented in January. So basically going into the new year um, when um, it's projected that sports should be running, like going back into um, full force or not full force, but, you know, like sports and competition yeah, yeah. will occur. Um, they say that they're going to have a new name by January. And so um, they, they're going to like take the opinions and, uh, from student athletes and staff members and trying to, you know, try and see what's the best name for SF. No, that's, man, that's incredible. Uh, first question is, what would you want to name them? What, what would you think? <laughs> I know something um, to come to mind. Yeah. So the name that's like pretty popular is like Highlanders. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. A lot of people are like, you know, like we should just name it the Highlanders. And I'm just like, yeah. Anything that but works. the clan. Anything but the clan. That works. Like you could have Highlanders. a pretty sick mascot with the Highlanders too. Oh man, like uh, why Wyatt, I might just ask for your opinion, bro. I might just I might just get your email and just forward it straight to my AD because <laughs> you got the ideas here. <laughs> no, Honestly, no. I'll grow my beard out, I'll come be the mascot. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. Easy. Easy fix. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, no, that's incredible, man. Um, I remember when you first started posting that on like social media, just to try and gain um, the signatures. So that's that's really cool. Um, we kind of end all of our interviews with the, the personal question, quick roundup. So just kind of rapid fire, whatever whatever first comes to mind. But okay. um, what was the gym that you wish you could have played in? Gym, I wish I could have played in. Yeah. Um. It would definitely be like Texas, like Texas or like um, or like Duke. Yeah, oh, that would be cool. Texas, um, Texas or Duke. Your NBA comparable? NBA comparable. Um, I think it would be like like from my size, being a stocky guard who can shoot the ball, who can slash and dime. I would say, I would say like Eric Bledsoe. Um, I think me and Eric Bledsoe share like similar characteristics and size as well as, um, as well as quickness and, um, and ability to like, you know, to hoop. Yeah. He's a baller. He's pretty, he's pretty good. Uh, who is your favorite NBA player? Favorite NBA player is Damian Lillard. Nope. Oh man. He's Damian okay. Lillard. Yep. <laughs> he's good. That's my guy. That's my the, guy. Is he the number one point guard in the NBA then? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a question now. He's he's number one point guard in the NBA. He's yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's no one that's shooting like 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 I understand Stephen Curry, but there's no one shooting like him right now in the bubble. 
Like there's there's not even close. Like I I love Donovan Mitchell, like dropping uh fifty. I think it was fifty seven. Like I like I love it. But sorry, Damian Lillard dropped like hundred and thirty five points in three games. Like what? <laughs> Come on, bro. He's making it look too easy. He's making it look like Mr. Martyr gym class. Yeah, look at like Mr. Martyr climbing up the wall at Gym C. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you had uh, you had mentioned it before, but you're you're trying to make the move over to Europe. What's um, what's kind of your your position you're looking at? Like, what uh, what league are we thinking, or what country? Um, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking like of playing either in Spain, Italy, France, um, Croatia. Um, possibly Sweden or Switzerland, um, or even like I was actually thinking about going to Asia and playing in Japan. Is it? Um, yeah, isn't the um, obviously like it's in Asian the demographic in Asia is like increasing in terms of uh, the growth in basketball. So it's like, are they having like more and more leagues being developed, or um, you'll know more than me on that? Yeah, no, not as much actually. Like, okay, Asia has like a good, like a, a good amount of leagues. Like, they have like different. They have a lot of leagues. There are like higher leagues, medium level leagues, and like lower leagues. And for me, at least, like I want to play in Japan. Um, I don't want to play in like China or, um, or like any or I would even play in the Philippines, but like not. That definitely not mainland China. I would never. Play. I'm not playing there. <laughs> no, <thanks. Pass laughs> no, on that one. Too much stuff going on over there. I, I'm just gonna have to pass over there, bro. Fair enough. But no, yeah. be, well, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, final question is: Who do you think would be a good guest on our podcast? Man, good guest. You know, I you guys have had like a lot of like I've seen you guys have like a lot of like hockey players. We're trying to diversify. But, yeah, man. Let us. Yeah, yeah. Who are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling like either either a, a football player or <clears throat> or a baseball player. I don't know any baseball players from from Bill Crothers to be honest. But um, I was gonna say like football players. Like you might want to talk to uh, Elijah Walker or even you know what David Mackey. Okay, all right. David Mackey plays for the BC Lions. He was uh when we were in grade nine. He was like in his fifth year or he was in grade twelve. He was a he was like that big he was he was just that big dude that played football he was nasty. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll rely on your connection with that, but no, you're, you're <laughs> totally right. We do need to get some uh, some more football and baseball players on here. Well, Othniel, man, thank you so much for coming on. I'm uh, super pumped you found the time for us and your busy schedule, but great interview, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you.